welcome 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 everybody i hope you and i hope you enjoyed the little intro there uh but welcome to episode number one of the captain quarters i am the captain himself captain chuckles and tonight we have our first guest a very special guest the guest who will be in this weekend's sci tournament uh originally from kentucky now yes, living in georgia and it's a very special day because today is actually this gentleman's three-year wrestling anniversary uh and we'll we'll get into that he is uh going for or already is i couldn't tell from my research uh a, a doctor of chiropractic almost Next almost year. okay he is he is an ambassador for collar and elbow and if you don't know what that is that's al snow al snow's little uh apparel company and he's also has an alias as the georgia avenger but we'll get to that a little bit later welcome to the show mr landon hale thank you for being here with us tonight Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm, it's, it's an honor, Chuck. Thank you so much. Hey, we we are always so happy that you guys are able to take your personal time out to talk to us, out to talk to the people in Twitch that to help them get to know you, to help them find new professional wrestlers that are out there. If they don't know the independent scene, hopefully we we get some more people to to traffic your social media sites to watch your matches, to go out and, and watch you. But the first thing that we always talk about, and I stole this from, from Christopher, uh, who's in the background running things. So if you guys have any questions in the Twitch chat, pop them in there. Chris will write them down. We'll, we'll get them over to Landon a little bit later. But we always want to know what a young Landon was like. So what, what, what were you like growing up? as as a little kid in kentucky well my part of kentucky it's very mountainous there so like it's a very small so i'm originally from like i was i'm born in pikeville kentucky but i live in harold kentucky and it's a really small town i say pikeville because it's a very known area if you're if you're from the mountains or the appalachian area um growing up um i grew up with my mom unfortunately uh my dad passed away when i was seven so she raised me and my sister on her own um, it was a struggle but it was still like i lived a joyous life um i was a, i was an annoying kid like i was so i was so energetic i was i was adventurous um i played a lot of sports growing up uh, i played a lot of basketball and baseball um, growing up, I, I watched a lot of wrestling, um, at the age of five up until then. And, um, I guess just growing up again, there's, it's, it's not like a big city. So like Louisville, Kentucky, it's a very like city area, our area of, of Pikeville, Kentucky, you it's, it's really mountainous. Like it's, it's that town that you meet, like you can meet somebody and then you'll see them in town the next day because the town is so small. So like oh, wow. you will know everybody in the town and. And it's just like, it's that area that you would want to go to just to get away from technology. You want to get away from anything like, like you just want to get away for a while. It's kind of like when people say that they want to go to the mountains to enjoy themselves. That's what I describe 
uh, Kentucky as because it's you go to that area, you get away from the phones, you get to enjoy uh, family time, quality time. And I'm a big family person. You know, I grew up with, uh, again, like my mom and uh, my mom on my mom's side uh, and on my dad's side as well, having that family to come together. Like we're such a loving family and that's what I grew up versus God family. And then everything else just falls into place. So I lived a very blessed and fortunate life with, uh, with growing up, especially even though I didn't have a dad at the time, but still growing up through it. Uh, family's always been there. Uh, it's like, I couldn't think of a better life. There's been a lot of roller coaster rides for sure. Like any, anything in life, but yeah, to get me where I am today, like it was, it was fun for sure. Was your town like known for anything? Like did, did, did you have like a certain thing? I mean, not, not all towns. I mean, where I grew up in New York, no, no one was coming to my town in New York to visit and, and be there on vacation. But like, was there a spot in, in, in Pikeville that like people would go to, or if they were traveling by, like they would stop at? Uh, I know that Pikeville, Kentucky, they're very historic with the Hatfields and McCoys, which it's like okay. a, it's kind of like they're a big, I guess it's like their rivalry. Um, I've, I forgot what the main story behind it was, but it's it's definitely one of like the most popular areas. Um, and in Pikeville too, uh, there's a there's a university there which they have their own med program. Um, nothing really like special or significant. I mean, like they they had the lookout, the Pikeville lookout, which back in I think it was like the 40s or the 50s they had the Pikeville cut through, which they cut through a mountain and it took uh, years and millions of dollars worth of money just to have US 23 connected because used to they had like you'd have to drive around a mountain and the way okay. that they destroyed the mountain and made a road then makes it so much more convenient for travelers to to drive by and it's been a it's been awesome and this was back like in the 50s i think it was like the second biggest project behind the panama canal so it's like the second biggest project yeah. in the world oh wow okay okay yeah see that's way more interesting than where i grew up i mean <laughs> i grew up like so the only thing that any, any anybody came to was go to the beach and mm -hmm. my town was known for nothing. So, and I, and that's fine. It, it, it's whatever. So yeah. go ahead. And then, oh yeah. And then I was going to say my, my town of Harold, Kentucky, I always make this joke too, which I mean, it's not a joke because I love the town that I'm from. I love where I always know where my roots are, regardless of where I make it in life. But it's, there's one gas station, a drive through liquor store, a, like a few churches and, uh, and like a internet, cable uh site and so it's it's just funny to like mention that to people oh yeah one red light so the drive-through liquor store so like literally like you pull in you go in and you go inside and you're like yeah i'm gonna have a uh give me a case of bud uh get me a handle of uh captain and yes. uh and yeah, that'll be it for today that that's what it is that's literally it like you can walk in it's such a small convenience store but sometimes like you just drive through you hear the ring and you're like yeah like a like a pack of miller like a six pack of miller light or whatever you want and they're like yeah i need to see some id and then they'll they'll get it to you so that's fantastic it's awesome but yeah <laughs> I, I, lo I love my area of kentucky it's it, it's amazing it's definitely one of those places that you just want to relax it's not anything like the nightlife of cities it's just get away chill enjoy with family and just enjoy yourself it's it's amazing do you go back home a lot like do you still have family there or i do um i know that so my mom uh she so she's still back in harold and my sister is as well um 
and then my mamma or my that's country way of grandmother for people that don't know um <laughs> my mamma she lives uh close by on my mom's side on my dad's side like a grandmother grandfather they uh they passed away a long time ago but um but on my mom's side they're very close i have other family members on my dad's side they live in like michigan tennessee virginia like they're all scattered but yeah we still stay in touch and we have um so my mom the house that she lives in now the house next door is where my uh my dad's mom uh had her house and all the family members would go up there every holiday so it's used mostly christmas and we'd all get together and just enjoy ourselves so it's so I do go back whenever I can. It's usually during the breaks, um, like during like Christmas, summer, fall break. So it's just, it's very like, it's not as often, but the times that I do, it's only a six hour drive from, from here in Marietta, Georgia to, uh, to Pikeville. So it's not that far okay. from the drive for me. Yeah. Did, did your family have like a favorite holiday, you know, like, or, or, or did your mom always like, I don't, my family, I, I always love Thanksgiving just because all the food and everything. So did your family have like a favorite holiday? Uh, for me, it was definitely Christmas. And it was just because I had my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. And it's like we do Christmas Eve on my dad's side and then we'll do Christmas Day on my mom's side. Um, Thanksgiving was awesome. Like I love Thanksgiving. The only thing that sucked about last year was my mamma. She's the she's the maker of all foods, and she literally has everything lined up from turkey to gravy all the way down to the end to like dessert. It's literally like, okay, nice. here's a plate, here's more, here's more, here's more. Unfortunately, during that time, she tested positive for COVID, oh. and so me, my mom, and my now fiance, we just made some food for Thanksgiving at the house, which we enjoyed it. So. My, my fiance still hasn't yet to see my mamaw's Thanksgiving cooking. So I'm excited about this year. It's going to be awesome. Nice. nice. Yeah. There so, so many people's holidays were, were so different this past year because of it. It was weird. I went up to, uh, I went up to Massachusetts. Uh, we make the, we make the drive too. Don't, don't ask about that. We just, it's 18 hours. It's ugh. that's, that's our quality time. Let's just say, but. Uh, we drove we drove up to Massachusetts for Christmas because she because even though it was a six hour drive for me to Kentucky, my fiance she never gets to see her family as much and it's an eighteen hour drive. Ooh. So we drove up to uh, there for Christmas and my sister still lives with my mom and my mom or no my sister called me while we were making the drive to Massachusetts and she told me that unfortunately she ended up getting COVID. So we we got to celebrate with my fiance and her family. And then when we drove back down to, to Kentucky for New Year's, we actually got to stay with my mamma and enjoy that company and stuff like that, which we kept our distance, but luckily they tested negative later. So we still got to see them and stuff like that. Good. So everything, it worked out for the best, but yeah, COVID's just been a wreck and it's been, it's just doing so much. Like it's, it's different just like the dynamics because you have people that have their ways of COVID. Like some people are, anti-vax, pro-vax, whatever, but it's just some people, they act different towards it, and, I, and like, some of my family members, they could be like that, and I understand that that's totally fine, but it's just, yeah. it's just so different, because now it's, like, hugs and kisses, to now it's kind of, like, keep our distance, and so it kind of, like, throws people off a little bit, so it, it does have kind of a sham with the whole COVID stuff going on, but we make the most of it. Nice. Yeah, and in the green room earlier, we still had Val with us, so Val Pancake, so if, if you, if anybody in the Twitch chat was 
listening to the first hour hour you know val's val's thing is she wants to take a picture and hug like every single person she can at sci so if you're going to sci and you see val say hi she's she's gonna want to take a picture and hug with and, and and get a hug from you or something yeah and, and definitely too with uh yeah i made sure that i got covid tested actually uh found out this morning that I was negative, so everything's good. So I'm in the clear with all of that. And I think everyone else should too before making that, because even though it's still, it's a virus, I mean, you would treat it as, you know, staying away. And, I, and there's one guy that he couldn't make it. And I, I felt so bad that he was looking forward to it. I, I forgot the guy's name. It's on Twitter. He's on Twitter, but he was saying that he tested positive and he couldn't make it. I just felt so bad just because of that situation. Because yeah. I can see how it is. It does. And like, I mean, I know Christopher, myself, Val, and we've all been looking forward to getting to SCI. And I'm just like, I can't even believe that the weekend is here now. And it's like, I got a, what is it? Uh, Friday, Friday morning. I think I'm leaving Pennsylvania at like three, four o'clock in the morning to drive down there so that I get there in time. I think it's like a nine hour drive. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to be be there probably like three four o'clock or something like that just to say hi to everybody so yeah we'll definitely run into each other there for sure are you coming in for the whole whole weekend are you just coming in for saturday like what what are your plans for the weekend i i booked the hotel in advance because i know that the scenic city is pretty popular with the wrestling community and it's funny enough i actually just found out last year which we can talk about that later in the the talk but uh, uh i booked it last week or two weeks ago so i have a room i think i'm coming down i was wanting to come down tomorrow but i do have uh i do have adjustments to perform because i'm in i'm in clinic now to where i adjust people outside of the community and so i'm so i have patients coming in at like five o'clock so i have to adjust them so i'm probably going to come in friday afternoon or something like that like maybe like three or four o'clock on friday hang out mingle talk hug val Stuff like that. Nice. <laughs> and, and then, uh, and yeah, so I'll be there for the first night and then hang out for the SCI prom and then be ready for the next morning. Sweet. So now wrestling, like we said in, in, in the intro, th- today is your three-year anniversary. You're, yes, you're still a, a, a relatively young chap uh, in the realm of age. So how did you get into you know being a fan of wrestling not not even just getting into wanting to be a wrestler but just being a fan of it so again and this was back because me and my dad we bonded over a lot but the one thing that we did bond over the most was probably wrestling and there's a movie store next or in our town next over um we would go rent a movie every saturday night or we'd rent a nintendo 64 game every night um, or every Saturday night. And I remember looking at a VHS tape and it was like, I think it was best of bash at the beach. And I remember watching Billy Kidman fight Juventu Guerrera. I remember seeing, um, the, uh, the famous NWO, uh, form formation with Hulk Hogan screwing mm-hmm. over Randy Savage. Um, there was a match with Rey Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis, which those two are my favorites, especially Rey Mysterio. Um, I watched that match, and ever since then, I grew up watching and loving it. And my dad's favorite wrestler was Kevin Nash. Nice. And uh, I actually, they actually, funny enough, they actually bought me a life-size, like, it's not a slam buddy, like the slam buddies that you see on social media. They're, they're like this big, but, like, they bought me, like, a stuff-size, like, Kevin Nash doll that was, like, three feet tall. 
Holy and cow. I just beat, I just beat the heck out of it. Like I would pretend like I was Ray Mysterio and just like, I would, I would beat Kevin Nash up the whole time. And then there, then Spider-Man jumped into the picture and he was bigger than him. And so I would just fight Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so at a, at a young age, about five, that's when I started watching wrestling. And then ever since my dad passed away, um, it was 2001. So like that two year gap, I kind of didn't really watch wrestling. I didn't do much with wrestling or like watching it as a fan. And again, I'm very specific with my stories. And I told you this before we came on, I'm very specific with details, yeah. but um, I remember going to a basketball tournament and um, and somewhere in like Northern Kentucky. And I remember going into one of the coaches rooms because everyone was in there like eating pizza and just enjoying themselves. And one of them was watching Saturday Night Velocity. And this was what back when they were oh, still wow, running like yeah. Velocity and Heat. Yeah. And I saw Rey Mysterio in a fatal four-way on Velocity. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I remember him. And so I remember that being advertised and watched the match. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I saw the advertisement of WrestleMania 20. And so ever since I saw that, I started watching it again. And then I, I got into some TNA a little bit too. Like I was flipping through some channels one night and I saw a six-sided ring. I was like, oh man, this looks awesome. So I started watching TNA and I watched like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Mojo, you know, the, the yeah. whole nine yards. And then like ever since then, I would just split back and forth with TNA and WWE and just and be invested in the stories, be invested with the characters that's on there. And the, and what drew me in was Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles. So those were definitely two influences growing up, like where I'm at now, but just growing up wise, those were my, like my bigger wrestling guys I looked up to. Do you have a particular match from Ray's history that you remember that like stands out? I'm a big Ricky Steamboat fan. So of course I remember when Macho Man came off the top rope with the bell, like that's, that's the match I always remember from Rick. I mean, he had so many great matches, but that one just stands out in my mind as the, the one I will never forget. Do you have one like that for Ray? It was definitely when Ray Mysterio won the heavyweight championship. And I think it was just because it was dedicated to Eddie. Cause when Eddie passed away, I was, I think it was 2005. I was like in fifth grade, sixth grade. I was crying. I was like, I was devastated because I liked Eddie a lot mm -hmm. and I wanted Ray to win that. And I remember hating Randy Orton for the longest time because I, I remember that storyline of Randy beating Ray for that spot. And then Teddy Long comes out. I was like, well, yeah, you're going to, I'm going to add you to the match. And I love Teddy ever since, which funny enough, I'm actually really good friends with him, but just that aspect of, Ray Mysterio winning the heavyweight championship and dedicating it to uh, to his best friend and his I guess uh, nephew or fa family member of some yeah. sort or Uncle Eddie yeah Uncle Eddie yeah um, yeah so that's that sort of stuck in my mind a lot so that was, that was definitely a memorable moment of that time. Nice. So you're a fan of wrestling. You have some favorites. You you're watching it uh, now. I know you went to college. We you already mentioned you know you're. you're going to chiropractic school and everything soon we'll have to call you dr landon hale dr uh, hale yes so soon soon everybody you will have to you will have to call this man a doctor because he earned the right to be called that but now yes. what what got you to actually want to be a wrestler Funny story. So in June of 2018, um, so 
actually I'll, I'll back it up just a little bit more. So my area of Kentucky, there's really not, there's only like maybe a handful of promotions that you can work for, but there's one promotion that, um, that one of my friends, he is, his name's Adam Newsom. He wrestled for, um, it's a promotion called bluegrass championship wrestling. And I was, and I guess he was making a post one day on Facebook and he said, compare two wrestlers. And like, you see like the tags and people like, Oh, comment on it. Yeah. So I made a comment on it about two wrestlers and, you know, he made his answer and I started asking more questions. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? Like I have this one life to live. Why not see what it's about? So, excuse me, I shot him a message and I said, how did you get into the wrestling business? And then he explained everything to me. And so he told me, he said, what are you doing this weekend? And I was going to be at home. So I guess, I think it was July 1st. Um, there was a wrestling ring that they put in one of my buddy's backyard. So I took, <laughs> it was awesome, but I took uh, my first ever back bump in that wrestling ring and like, it just, it felt so nice. I knew I was sore the next day, but I just enjoyed that moment of taking that first bump. I was like, ah, oh, this hurts like hell, but I love it. And I had like a mock match, but it wasn't more of just training. It was more of just like goofing off, seeing what you can do, but safely, mm -hmm. just like little things. Um, and then, so Adam, he was, I was talking to him about it and he was like, if you really want good foundational training, go to St. Paul, Virginia. There's a guy by the name of, uh, Mike Scarberry who goes by in the wrestling world as either Mike Sampson or he goes under the hood as Iron Cross. Okay. And he's been, uh, he's wrestled on WWF. He's wrestled against, uh, like the Steiner brothers. He's wrestled against the hearts. Um, and he, so like, he was more of like a mid Carter, but he's, he's really, like old school foundation. And so I ended up going along with my uh, cousin. We went and had our first training session under him. Um, took a few back bumps, hip tosses, like you know, like the basic drills that we would go through. Yeah. And then I, I guess like after one more training session later, there was a, uh, uh, there was a bluegrass championship wrestling showing, which was on August 4th. <clears throat> and they were doing it for the vacant, uh, heavyweight championship and one of the promoter or I guess the promoter's wife was asking me if I was wanting to be a ref and I didn't and I was like I wasn't comfortable doing it it's just like you know everyone has to pay their dues and I, and I totally get that but I was just so disappointed and one of one of my buddies uh, JT Walker he comes up to me he's like hey um, how much training do you have I was like just two days worth and he's like okay well let's get you in the ring and see like get you to train and see what goes on so him and my other buddy, uh, Eric Porter, they were like seeing how I could move in the ring and stuff like that. And just for what I did, it, they, they were sort of surprised by how quickly I picked up on wrestling just because I guess probably beating up Kevin Nash and Spider-Man when I was like five or six years old. <laughs> but, but it was, uh, but I guess all of that paid off and I ended up having my first match with only two training sessions, gave like the worst of everything i mean it was it was it was a good match for what it was i won it was against a guy named medic x uh he was a guy under the hood but he was uh it was a it was a good match for what it was and then i ended up losing the next round to eric porter um but yeah and it was just that experience on itself and so i kept going back to virginia which was like an hour and a half drive for me and you know just i kept training like at least once a week I had my second match, won my first ever rumble that I was in, and I ended up uh, fighting for the heavyweight championship on the third show. And so I ended up losing, unfortunately. 
Um, and then, so I came down to Georgia because I'm in chiropractic school, as, as you know. Um, when I came down here, I wanted to see what it was like to juggle school and to find a wrestling place. And I know that uh, every, there's so many different schools down in Georgia, like A.R. Fox's school, Nightmare mm-hmm. Factory, what used to be One Fall. Uh, there's so many that I can name off. And then I was looking into uh, APCW, uh, All Pro Championship Wrestling. That's under Robert Gibson. And I messaged their Facebook page. And they said, yeah, just come on in and we'll see what's going on. Um, and then so I started training with him in October of 2018 at Robert's school. And I would only go like once every two or three weeks just because because like the first quarter that we're there, it's like a it's a heavy class load just to see how well we can keep up with the program because they hit you with so much. Yeah. And so I didn't have any matches the rest of that year. I just did training. And then January of 2019, I was I went to their first ever APCW show and I was pretty much security, just taking up the uh, picking up whatever gimmicks they threw down on the on the ground, like their jackets or or whatnot. And after the first match, Robert was asking where I was because there's like a curtain behind where we were at. And someone texted me like, hey, Robert's looking for you. So I went to the back. And they were like, get your stuff on, you're getting ready to go on. And <laughs> I was and I was in the semi-main event. I filled in for someone. Um, and I was in a tag team championship match. Unfortunately, I lost. And then the next month, I actually had the chance to uh, to fight again for the tag team championship. What's funny enough is that the opponent that I went up against, his partner, um, I think there's something that happened with him and his family or some, some sort of a family event that went on. He wasn't there. My partner had the flu. He didn't show up. So we had a singles match for the tag team championship. And so nice. we had our match. I lost and I went to the back and I, like, I cried. It was that moment that this is something that I can do for the rest of my life. If I wanted to, or at least for like most of my career, Robert came to the back. He gave me a hug and he was so proud of me. And then ever since then, it's just been different accolades and different like stepping stones in my life that I would never thought I would achieve. Like after wrestling under APCW for only 10 months, I won the, I won my first ever belt. It was the heavyweight championship belt for APCW. And then I won it or lost it in February before COVID hit. And then since it's been, um, and since COVID sort of ruined everything, uh, the title ended up being vacant because we didn't start running until uh, January of this year. Okay. I won it back and then I lost it back in May. So I'm a two-time champion and there's a promotion out in South Carolina called Pro Wrestling Union and I'm their current heavyweight champion. Just recently beating uh, Randy Wyatt? Bra- no. Oh, Randy Wayne. Wayne. I knew it was, I knew it was a W. Randy Wayne, I, I apologize, sir. Do not come beat me up. But man, that's crazy. That's crazy that within like the your first six or seven months of getting into wrestling, they're just throwing you in the ring. They're throwing you at the championship matches. You're you're going up for titles. I mean, that it's it definitely has to help fuel that that love for what you're doing, being given those opportunities so quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed to say the least. And, you know, like I'm a firm believer in God and what he has in store for me. And whenever I first started out, uh, 
like after high school, I was my actual plan. I thought I was going to play college basketball at a big school, probably play at like a, like a pro level of basketball. I wanted to be a, like a physical therapist and then things just turn out in a different route that I did not expect to go down. So I went from wanting to play basketball and be a physical therapist to now I'm in chiropractic school and a professional wrestler. So things work out the way that it has, and I couldn't be happier, more blessed. Yeah, definitely. Now you mentioned Robert Gibson. And if you don't know who Robert Gibson is, anybody watching this, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Member of the Rock and Roll Express. What, can, can you pinpoint, can you pinpoint, is there one thing, and, and I'm sure there's not just one thing, but is there one thing that you really took away from the training from him that has helped you along the way? And also, what is it like to, to be trained by a legend in the wrestling industry like, you know, Robert Gibson? Yeah, Robert, he... So the, the thing with him is that everyone, like ev like everything with wrestling nowadays, it's so fast paced. It's kind of like some people, they, they're very old school. Other people, they do a lot of flips. I'm kind of like everything. I, I know it sounds weird to you, say. You got that hybrid. You, you do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like if you were to look at me and say, hey, Landon, I don't want to do any high flying stuff. Like, like I want you to be as technical as you can be in the ring. And I like, I will be very grounded you will not see my feet leave the mat like i can do anything or, or or if you want me to try to balance myself on the top rope and the floor is lava or the mat's lava we can try something but but with robert though like he he lets us explore who we who we are as uh as characters um definitely footwork with him and understanding how the ring is so like the ring is like our home we have to understand our spacing and our timing how how we interact with wrestlers, how we interact with the fans, because everyone nowadays, they just worry about how they, like, I guess how they perform in the ring versus like, we want everyone, like, cause I want everyone to have a wonderful time when it's there, not just, okay, we gotta get here to there. So that's just- It's still a show. You're, you're still putting on a, a show. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm really excited that, uh, that I actually went to Robert. I know, and I mean, not knocking on any other guys cause everyone, every other training place has their like has their training and their ways of training and, and that's and that's awesome in their way because there's still more for me to grow even for myself especially you know because i'm only three years in uh with robert it's, it's he's a very old school mentality of like mm -hmm. understanding how the business works making sure that whenever you're in the ring slow things down let everything marinate understand how things are so that's definitely a key takeaway of that and and just being trained by Robert, I know, as you see on, uh, like, NWA or any promos that they cut, you know, Ricky's more of the talker. Robert's like, hey, let's get to the back. Let's, let's get ready for a match. <laughs> yep. But when you get him by yourself, whenever you get him by himself, he is he is such a genuine guy. I love that man. Like, he's literally my wrestling dad, and I'm, I'm very thankful for him just because, like, we went on, a, like, an emotional roller coaster of, like, like teaching me the first things, like, like how to do certain things. And then unfortunately his, uh, his school closed. And this was, I think like the last week of May, cause we were trying to find other buildings to, to rent out of. And unfortunately it was too high for us to, to find a place. So we're, we're sort of like low key right now, not running any training sessions, like school or not school, but, uh, like show wise we're running them. But, uh, he gave me his, uh, his hall of fame ring. <laughs> 
And so, uh, and so like we took a picture. He's like, Hey kid, put this on real quick. Smiled with it. And then like, he looked at me and was just like, don't forget about me when you're famous. And then like, <laughs> I just, like I started crying just because I'm a very emotional person. Cause like I beat myself up so much all the time with, with life and just school and, you know, uh, like training and wrestling shows. And he came over, he gave me a big hug. He's like, I love you. You're doing great. So he's, he's a hell of a guy. And I love that man to death. Robert Gibson is the man. He's, That's awesome. He really is. Now you got action futures coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Now, before a couple of weeks ago or, or leading up to it, I know, I know you mentioned that, you know, Robert school had been closed down, but you've been doing some training with a gentleman that, a lot of people that have wrestled in action that wrestle in Georgia that wrestle in Florida have come into contact with probably one of the top trainers and a pretty damn spectacular wrestler AR Fox yes in your brief you know training with him what has what has he shown you a different side of wrestling than what Robert kind of showed you well, obviously, Robert's very old school um, with his with his wrestling, um, with AR Fox, everything. I wouldn't say new school, but just because he still has some kind of old school mentality, but it's still the point of um, getting your cardio up, understanding how the drills work, um, like so that way, because practice is perfect. And we, and like whenever I first came in, he was like, yeah, man, just come in anytime you want to. Like he, he's such a humble dude and, you know, he's, he's a great guy. Um, training with him and a lot of the other guys that he trains like we get in there and he actually has a 20 by 20 uh wrestling ring so the cardio i needed it so so he definitely run my butt off for sure and uh and yeah it's, it's mostly it's a lot of cardio and it's a lot of like we try out different moves that we can make sure that it's safe for us in the ring but yeah he's he's definitely a top-notch dude and yeah he's he's great i'm very thankful for him Cause I know that the last month or last month in July, I haven't had any wrestling. Uh, I haven't had any wrestling matches, but I needed to get in it because I'm going to be in with whisper and Eli Knight. And I know they are fast cats and they're awesome. And I've seen their work and they're, they're going to be awesome. There's going to be really tough competition coming up this Saturday. Um, so I needed to get my cardio back in. So I think I'm up there. So thank you to AR Fox. Shout out to him. Nice. Uh, we're we're going to talk about, futures in one second i i have one question that i'm going to jump back to and it's what was worse when you first got into the ring going off the ropes for the first time or having your back hit the mat the first time probably my back hitting the mat for sure because the first time i hit the mat um and this was back when i did that backyard wrestling (laughs) (laughs) when i was in uh i took my first few back bumps and that whole day my buddy was like hey you're gonna be sore just a heads up and so like the next day i woke up and like my my neck was still like i couldn't move it at all i was waking up and i felt like frankenstein just walking I would and like I I remember specifically that next day I was doing chest and I like I like you know baby like I was like crawling under the the bench as if I was like Shaquille O'Neal falling on the ground I was like oh, falling geez. all in one motion and I was like taking my time it was it was the slowest workout of my entire day just because I was so sore so definitely the bumps were worse I wouldn't mind hitting the ropes I could hit those any time of day but the bumps at first was probably the worst. Now, is that what kind of got you into 
chiropractic school. Like I, I need to, this, this is not good for me. And I know that. So let me figure out how I can help fix myself. Oh my goodness. No. Um, so I, I mean, PT, physical therapists, they like with what they do, it's amazing. I have, I'm not knocking on it one bit. Like they take care of so many people that's bringing back their range of motion, their quality of life. And I love every bit of what they do. Just the settings that I was in, even though I was, um, so I did my internship. I graduated from, uh, from Moorhead State University with my bachelor's in exercise science in 2017. So during that semester, we did rotations with physical therapy because that's originally what I started off doing. And I guess, I guess it wasn't as fun for me because a lot of the stuff just felt repetitive and not really like enjoy, like I didn't really enjoy it. And that's not knocking on PT. It's just some people with that lifestyle because there's other settings too that they make it more enjoyable than just that setting that I was in. Yeah. It really didn't, you know, catch my attention as much. So, um, so I've always had low back problems and, um, and one day I was working out and for some reason, my, my right low back just started giving out. Um, I went to the chiropractor that was in that area and they were like, they fixed me up so well. I was like, I was getting treated like once a week. It was so nice. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I want to look into it a little bit more. And I have a cousin that lives in Michigan and he graduated from life university, which is in Georgia where I'm at right now. And he was telling me about the chiropractic program and like what it does and you know how it's different from PT. And so I looked into it a little bit more and then I finally made the move. And it was a big scare for me as well, but just because I've only known, because Moorhead State's in Eastern Kentucky as well. It's about mm -hmm. an hour and a half from my house. So I so have never left Eastern Kentucky. So moving down to, to Marietta, Georgia has definitely been like a culture shock in a sense, but it's, it was definitely, so that's how I technically got into chiropractic school. And so I started in October of 2018 and I'll graduate in March of 2022. So next year. Nice. Nice. And again, cracking backs by day and, and <laughs> cracking backs by day and breaking backs by night. Brother. Right. There you And remember everybody, Dr. Hale, Dr. Hale after next year. Okay. Doctor. <laughs> so this weekend is a big weekend for a lot of people. It's SCI weekend in Chattanooga everything's running out of TWE Friday. We're not talking about it. Maybe I'll get your thoughts on who you think is going to win the SEI tournament, but Saturday afternoon, 2 PM Eastern, you go watch it on IWTV live. It is the action futures showcase nine great people. And again, we said it earlier, Hardway heater, uh, feel better. I hope you get better quick so you can get back in the ring and start kicking ass again. Now your three-way match is a very interesting one. We talked about it in our first hour and no pressure, no pressure on you, all three of us. And it had nothing to do with the fact that you were going to be on tonight, but all three of us picked you to come out the victor of that threesome. You versus the whisper versus Eli Knight, what's your your mindset going into that first round matchup against those two gentlemen? And I, I think you said it before we even came live. It's going to be like a pinball machine of people going everywhere and, you know, going 900 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I do a lot of, like, anytime I know I have a match coming up and I don't know who that person is, I always like to study their film. I like to see 
what I'm going up against. I've I've seen Eli Knight wrestle for action before. I've seen him have a match against Kevin Ryan. Um, I've seen him in a tag team match on there too, and I know that cat can go. And I mean, he's and I've seen a lot of his stuff from like Paradigm and a bunch of other wrestling promotions that I've seen him in. But yeah, he's he's definitely one of those guys that like he'll like he can surprise you out of nowhere. And I think that's sort of the same thing with Whisper because I haven't heard that name until I started YouTubing him and uh, I've watched a lot of his stuff with uh, Shikara Pro Shikara out yep. of like Pens- Shikara yep, out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, he did some stuff with Beyond, and I've seen a lot of his stuff. And he's like, he's very high flying, uh, action packed. So I think this will be very interesting to say the least. All three, I mean, again, like I'm more of a mesh of everything, but just like three high flyers getting into it. I think this will be a very interesting night, but I'm I'm ready for anything coming my way. Are you worried about either one more than the other? Not really, because I see everyone as equals. And so if it's so like, obviously, there's there's going to be some sort of strategy plan uh, going into this and how everything's going to plan, like everything's going to work out. I just know with with Whisper, he's I'm not for sure, like how like how tall or how much they weigh. I just know that they're high flyers and that what they do with their craft is is awesome. I just know that seeing those two in the ring, it's not really one like one teaming up with another one doing this with another is more of just like I see them as equal so it's it's I guess going for their next because I'm in chiropractic school to do yeah <laughs> now the rest of the <laughs> the rest of it and and everybody we, we we talked about the Landon loves jokes so if you didn't get it rewind it back and and come on get get with the program Yes. The rest of the field, do you do you, you get past your first round? You have the other two first rounds going with some heavy hitters, some really great wrestlers. Who who are the other two competitors that you yourself would want to be up against in the final? Now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, to be honest, um, I was, and, and this is, and this is all honesty. I was actually like, before he got injured, I was going to say Hardway heater because I've seen a lot of his stuff and Hardway, If you're seeing this brother, uh, I've been saying prayers for you, man. I hope everything goes well. And I, I wish you a full recovery. So that way we can be able to get in the ring together. Um, but for the other two, I would definitely say it's hard. I've, I've seen a little bit of, of a few of the people. I definitely say uh, Billy Starks. I know that she's been making a lot of noise and, you know, she's, it's well-deserved that she is mm-hmm. in this. And then um, I've also seen uh, Robert Martyr do a lot of hard hitting, heavy hitting stuff. And he's a very technical dude. And I think getting in the ring with him would be, it would kind of like switch up the, the momentum a little bit, just because if I was to go into the final round after defeating all two other high flyers and then you have some and then you have like billy what she does and then you have robert which he's very technical and hard-hitting that's gonna like switch up the style a little bit but i think coming out of those the first uh the first round out of those triple threats and this is no disrespect to any of the other people but definitely billy starks and um robert martyr i think nice now odd question you're not you're, you 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 don't get past the first round. Who do you want to see 
win or, or who will you be rooting for in that final match? Um, I would definitely Again, say, if you don't get there. I will, I will say I know that um, I think with, with Billy, I think what she does is great, but I would say Robert, and I only say that because he went up against uh, Brogan Finley in a very hard-hitting bout. And that does earn a lot of damn respect just because he, men- he, he mentioned this in like one of the questions that was asked about, about being in the futures, but he, he not only, you know, got in the tournament, he worked, he won to be in the tournament. Yeah. And I know that he's worked his butt off. I've seen some of his stuff. So if I, if I somehow didn't make it into the, into the final round to win it all, I think he would definitely be the one for sure. But I mean, any of anybody like uh, any of right. the eight, like I think they all have a chance. And this isn't me like knocking on anybody because I know Chase is good, Hoodfoot, uh, uh, Ron Bass Jr. I know all those guys are wonderful people. I'm just picking out certain like like looking into it from the inside out because I know that Robert worked his ass off just to get where he's at. So I think I think he's hungry for it as well. So I think he would win it if I was not to be in it. Definitely. I mean, he he. He was the only person that had to fight his way into the tournament to get into the Futures tournament. So, yeah, that, that he, he, he's got a little – we always talk about chips on shoulders. He's definitely got a chip on his shoulder coming into this tournament. Yeah, and I know that he's very hard-hitting. He's very technical. And I know that he's he's got so much grit coming into it, and he's not going to hold back. So – I know that if I was making the finals with him, if we were to be in that scenario, I know that he's going to give it all his God. He's not going to let the gas off the off the pedal. And so I think that's – and I think that's everybody as well. But I'm just saying with him, it's just that extra motivation that I had to win in order to be in this tournament. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to win the tournament. So Yeah, you really – I mean, we talked about it when we were kind of making our predictions and, and going through the matches. You – you can't go wrong with, with whoever is going to win the three first rounds and whoever's going to win because it's going to be deserved no matter what. Now, you win the Futures Tournament. What, what does that mean to you personally, you know, just being, you know, three years into your professional wrestling career? Um, the hard work has paid off. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, I, I beat myself up so many – like. Like I beat myself up all the time and it's just because I want to, to work, like to wrestle with the best. I want to be up at that, at that top, that, that top tier of of my life. But again, I need to realize I'm in this business now today, next three years. There's so many other people out there for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and they're still climbing or they're, they've already made it there. And I feel like with me, I've always tried to rush things and I feel like enjoying the journey it's not the destination, it's the journey for me. Mm-hmm. And if I was to win, this would be such an honor. And just the the fact that I've, I've worked my ass off for this moment. Because I was talking to Scott Hensley when he was giving me those questions. And then he was like, hey, I want to give you a little bit of motivation. There was like four or five people that asked who you were. And this is your time to shine. And same thing with Matt. And I'm very thankful for Matt for this opportunity. And he was telling me about that as well. He said, He said, yeah, like there's so many people that, asked about who you were like you're the most talked about person it's just because they don't know who you are and I'm ready to show them who Landon Hill is and I'm ready for that moment and the fact that if I win the future showcase it would be an honor just because 
and I'll, and I'll back and I'll backtrack to last year. I remember talking to uh, to one of my buddies, and he was telling me about the Scenic City Invitational. And again, like this is sort of being new to the uh, to the independent scene, knowing tournaments, knowing promotions. And he was telling me at the Scenic City Invitational in Chattanooga, obviously, it's one of the it's one of the if not the top tournament that you can be in in um, in the southeast at least. And and so like I was getting more info on it and just see how it was. And like I would watch so many, like I would I just got an IWTV app. Like I got myself a personal account just to see the Scenic City Invitational matches, to see the future showcase stuff. And just the people that's in it and the people that comes for it, it's like they travel from all over. And yeah. and they, there's so many people that watch the IWTV too. And I feel like this would help build my platform up just a little bit. And, you know, and also to, if you win this as well, you get into the Scenic City next year. And I think that would be such a huge honor. And just seeing the people that, that has came out of Scenic City, like Leo Rush, Matt Riddle, Moose, names, names go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Anthony Henry, now he's known as Asher Hale on, uh, that's, it's not my cousin, by the way, on NXT. <laughs> um, but just just seeing that, that much talent come out of the Scenic City Invitational and the Future Showcase and to win that as such just three years in is, it's more than an honor to say the least. And I think it would definitely be a huge accomplishment in my wrestling career for sure. Nice. And you mentioned, you know, the, what comes next after you win and, and Christopher, please, if you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought I read somewhere that the winner of the futures showcase is in the scramble match night two for SCI. So if you win, you, you got double duty that day, my friend. I do, but here's the thing about me. You, you remember that question when you said uh, who was young, like who was young Landon, and so much energy. I have energy for days. Like I, you cannot, you cannot tire me out. I mean, like obviously I had to get back in the ring and like get back in cardio shape. But just when it comes to like being in that ring, it's an addiction, and it's a great addiction. And I know that being in with the other five competitors, and I know that they're great with what they do but they'll have to watch out if I make it that far. And if, and if you make it that far, I, I think I saw somewhere on your Twitter that you've been wanting to get a match with uh, Mr. Bobby Flacco. I do. Ayo. So, <laughs> Ayo. We love, we talked about, we, we, we love him. So yeah, that, that would be double duty on that, that Saturday. Um, we wish you the best. I wish you the best. Now, I want to get who you. Th- I want to get your opinion on who you think is going to win. Oh, Christopher. Okay, so we 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 got a raid. Ref Clark Feldman, fourteen people. Thank you guys for coming in. I appreciate it. I, I'm sorry about the little hesitation there. I got the voice in my ear, Mr. Christopher, telling me what's going on. Uh, Ref Clark Feldman, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Everybody in, welcome. I'm the captain. This is Landon Hale. We're talking about SCI Weekend. We're talking about, we just talked about Futures. We got to know him. Now we're going to get his opinion on who he thinks is going to win the SCI tournament. There's a lot of, there's a lot of names in there. 
So who there's, who are you go who are you going for? Oh man, there's there's a lot of talent. There's there's a lot of technical. There's a lot of high flying. There's a lot of hard hitting. There's a lot of all the above, and it's and it's so hard to to pinpoint who I'm going to to put as the winner. I've I've seen a lot of like I've seen a lot of stuff from the 2019 uh, Scenic City, and I remember seeing Daniel Makabe. He won that, and I remember seeing uh, AC Mack tap out to him. Uh, and this was because I saw that he had an injury uh, against Slim J in the uh, I think it was like in the second round. I think it was Slim J. But he had a match with him in the second round, and so he had an injury. So he wasn't even out there that whole match, and Daniel came out, took advantage, and won, which, again, he's a hell of a tackle. He's a hell of a wrestler in general. Yeah. Like, that's another guy on my list that I'd like to, to wrestle. But, uh, but I think coming out of that tournament, I think AC Mack's going to get his – going to get the win that he actually deserves. Um, I've seen his works. I saw his work the first time that I was down in, in Georgia um, – uh, I saw him at Southern Honor, and then I heard that he was such a good wrestler. I've seen a lot of his stuff, and just seeing him get so close, but yet had that stripped away right at like the last minute. I think mm-hmm. that I think he's coming. I think he's coming for the throat for everyone that comes in his way. So I got AC Macklin in it. Nice. I'm sure yeah. AC appreciates that. I think Christopher picked AC to win. In our little preview that we had before you came on, I forget. I don't. He he did. He just he just confirmed. I I got the confirmation. <laughs> Christopher did choose AC Mac to win. Uh, so it's gonna it's Cheers. gonna be a fun weekend. Me, I chose Chase Holiday. Chase Holiday's in the futures. Oh, I'm an idiot and completely got my uh tournament <laughs> good night guys <laughs> and, good night fellas okay we'll see ya and man who did i oh man it, it literally was like an hour ago and i'm already forgetting uh alex kane alex kane i love my alex pick. yeah he's yeah he was definitely like I, th- I like i have ac i have um alex kane i have daniel garcia and then uh who's the last one? Uh shoot. Uh Commander Man Dan. I mean, you 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 can't go wrong. You literally can't go wrong with any pick or anyone that you root for in the entire SCI because they're all great. They all deserve it. And every single match that happens is going to be a great match. Absolutely. And like, I saw the card and it's so stacked and I'm so excited. And I've heard so many good things about not just the scenic city, like tournament or the futures tournament, just people coming together and just enjoying themselves. That's, that's the one thing that, excuse me, that I'm so excited about is just to meet everybody and just to see the atmosphere and just enjoy myself. Yeah, I'm definitely, this will, since I've, I'm, since I live in Pennsylvania, I'm far away from action and, new south and and a lot of the promotions that we talk to guys and and gals from and it's just uh it'll be nice to actually be down there live in person not just seeing live these these people wrestle but you know actually being able to finally meet them in person and say hey it's nice to meet you that's awesome forward to it what part of pennsylvania are you are you coming out of I live probably about a half hour south of Hershey Park. So okay, it's central uh, Pennsylvania. 
okay, I have family that used to live in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. So I okay. like to I like to throw people off when I know a little a city rather than <laughs> Philadelphia or, or Pittsburgh. So I'd I like believe Pottstown is east of me, closer to Philadelphia. Yeah. I believe. I've only been in Pennsylvania for like, I don't know, I think October will be like six years. So oh, nice. I'm still relatively new. I still have no <laughs> idea how to get around my town. Uh, I feel that. I, I know exactly how it is. I do the GPS sometimes and I've been here for almost three years and I'm not even in the city of Atlanta. I'm just like on the outskirts, which is still like a pain just to like travel to different places so i'm like all right Google, let's see where we're going today so <laughs> yeah i i worked in lancaster pa where all the amish people live and everything for a little while and i would put my gps on every day same route to work every single day but i would just put the gps on just so i knew when i would get there or not right <laughs> that's all that. i wanted to know am i going to get to work on time or not is there a crazy accident but hey living in the Northeast and living in New York and Connecticut before this, man, people in Pennsylvania complain about traffic. They have no flipping clue what traffic is. I will uh, say that. Drive through Atlanta, six, uh, six lanes of traffic on each side and they don't know how to use blinkers. So welcome to my world. Yeah. That, that's what, that's what Chris said. I mean, I think even Jaden uh, mentioned it when we talked to him last week about, he, he gets in such a pissed off mood when he's got to drive through Atlanta to get to go to action that it just, you know, it just makes him so angry. Everyone, everyone in Georgia, I mean, I'm not saying this about everyone in Georgia, but they cannot drive to save their life. And if, and if snow falls, then good oh. luck because they don't know how to travel. I mean, not, again, this is me bashing on Georgia. It's, it's a great area. Georgia's great. The Atlanta's great. Just the, the traffic people can't drive. So he's got to. I feel if any, wet precipitation other than rain falls below like virginia you know i think people it's like armageddon people freak out they forget about it exactly i agree with you so you have we, we know that you have futures coming up uh well i want to shout out a couple other things that you have coming up as well um you have the gold rush which is ACPW and WrestleForce uh, coming up in August, correct? Uh, it's it's PWU Gold Rush in South PWU. Carolina. PWU, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and I'll be and I'll be defending the heavyweight championship against TJ Boss, who's um, who wrestles for PWX on their main roster, um, and he's also WrestleForce's heavyweight champion. Um, so it's title versus title. Nice. On August fourteenth. Yeah. Nice. Then the clash at Scenic City, which is for the Carter Hope Center versus now is it T Y now? It's he it's he changed it to okay. Yeah against T Y. Yeah, he's he's one of my brothers, but I mean I think we'll definitely have a hard hit bout that day too. So it's that that'll be a fun match. Nice. And, and then and, oh I was gonna ahead. say funny enough, I just found out um, a few hours ago. <laughs> I just found out. <laughs> you, wait, you have Christopher in your ear too? Yeah, this just in. Uh, um, I actually found out um, I'm wrestling at PWX Pure against, funny enough, Jay Newman. Oh! The next day, so that'll be a good match. Nice. I'm excited. It'll be nice. Fun. And then the last one I saw was All Star Wrestling, the beginning of September. Yeah, All Star Wrestling at Grayville. No idea who I'm wrestling, but we'll just have to 
want to see what the card folds. Maybe I'm going up against Alex Hammerstone. Who knows? Maybe I'm going up against Alex Kane. Maybe Bobby Flacco. That would be Ooh. nice. So, Anything else that you got on the horizon that you can clue us into where we can check you out? Uh, social media-wise? Uh, Wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise. Um, I wrestle for uh, – so PWU is in Union, South Carolina. I'm actually doing their benefit show. Um, I forgot the other promotion that runs with it, but they're out of uh, Silva, North Carolina, and it's a shop for a cop, and it's like a it's like a toy. Don- I think it's a donation of some sort, but it's a it's a good benefit show, uh, and it's in uh, let's see October second. Um, I wrestle for APCW. Uh, we haven't had shows recently, but when we do, it's every second Saturday. Um, I'm just making my debut with PWX Pure out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, all-star wrestling at gray bell in royston georgia um, i sometimes wrestle for lariato pro wrestling which is uh doc gallows promotion and they do uh, stuff with impact plus um, cool. uh, coastal empire wrestling they are out of savannah georgia and they just started last year and i will be wrestling on their one-year anniversary september 19th i think it's on a sunday at coach's corner Nice. Um, I wrestle in Florida at Coastal Champion uh, Coastal Wrestling Federation in Milton, Florida. It's on the Panhandle, um, and that's about it for like constant wrestling places that I'm at right now. But I mean, anywhere else that you can find me, I'll definitely give shouts on my socials and stuff like that. So nice. So future. Yes. What What are your personal goals? Where do you see yourself in in five years? What what what's what's the next goal for you besides winning futures? <laughs> um, the next goal. So, are we talking wrestling? Or are we talking just life in general, or a little bit of both? Uh, let's go wrestling first. We're, we're gonna get we're gonna step out of the ring in a second. Okay. So, wrestling wise, um, definitely just keep keep traveling, keep paying my dues, keep doing what I need to in order to to stay afloat i know that i'm doing well with with myself for three years being in the business and again i'm very humbled very blessed with all the opportunities head my way um, in the next five years i'm hoping that i can be able to wrestle for any promotion that wants to sign me and if not that at least like top independent uh wrestling promotions that wants to see my work and see what i could do and see what i could bring to the to the table and i bring a mix array of you know, again, from technical to high flying, old school, strong style, you name it. And I'm literally there for anything. Um, with with that in mind, it's not so much, again, like I said earlier, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. So anything that I do from now up until I make it to that point, even if it is five years, 10 years, next year, next month, I'm going to enjoy every bit of it until like once I get that signature and then everything is going to be, like I'm still working hard for it, but I'm still going to enjoy every single second of where I'm at now up until the future, regardless of how long my career goes. So as of right now, I will actually be moving to Massachusetts next year. Um, and that's for, that's the life question that you're going to ask me later, yep. but, uh, but yeah, I'll be up there. Um, and I'll be traveling the Northeast understanding their type of wrestling. Cause down South is more old school up South mm-hmm. or up South up North is more, uh, like I guess last year, understand some like like understanding their style like in the Northeast and what they're looking for. So it'll definitely be a good mix. But yeah, I'm excited to see um, where the future holds for me and see where see where wrestling takes me. Nice. 
so outside of the ring we know that you're in school we know you're going to be a doctor we know we know you're going to help people with back problems now i saw some video that i truly liked and it was you playing the piano and singing so is that something that you enjoy doing outside of the ring yes um so I started, so after my dad passed away, um, my mom put me into some piano, uh, into piano lessons. And so I, so I was, I was taught how to play piano for 10 years classically and then understanding how music works and stuff like that. Like I would, like I would train myself how to play different songs um, ever since then. Uh, singing started around the same time. I didn't have the best voice growing up just because like trying to sing higher pitch songs when you're little and I'm, they're like, oh, you're doing great, sweetie. And they're like, yeah. you shit, I'm mad. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but I was good for what it was. I remember doing a, uh, a, a talent show. And this was when I was the new kid. Like, I moved different, like, schools, like, different high schools. And I remember my senior year, I transferred, um, or I transferred to their school. I was the new kid. And I remember playing the piano and singing. And everyone was thrown off by how well I could sing. And funny enough... Uh, I don't think you have this in your notes. I actually want a scholarship to, uh, oh, he's got it here. <laughs> uh, I want a scholarship to, uh, so I actually started off at a community college before I went to, uh, to Moorhead State. Um, but whenever I went to community college, they had a singing program. And if you were part of their singing group, you, they paid for your school. So I was fortunate enough to get my school paid for because of singing. So nice. I was trained since I was little, but my voice actually got a lot better when I was, when I'm older. So I'm very like bass, my country music is my, is my jam when it comes to singing. Nice. Other than that, what, what are your other interests when you're not wrestling, you're not in school? What, what else do you like to do for hobbies? Disc golf. I actually picked up on it two years ago. Man, I tell uh, you, I never even heard I I never even heard of disc golf till I came to Pennsylvania and like randomly was at a park and was like, what the hell is this <laughs> contraption here? And my girlfriend at the time, she told me what it was, and I was like, Are you serious? Like, really? That's you okay. Yeah. Uh, that cool. You just gotta send it, bro. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy um, man it's I, i've seen people play it's insane it's so much fun um i remember so like with school we go off of uh we go off of quarters rather than semesters so quarters is like 11 weeks of school and then so with spring and uh yeah spring and fall you get a like one week break and then with summer and winter you get a three-week break okay so so after so after my first um after my first quarter of classes ever, the next quarter, um, I have a friend that was like, hey, like, let's go play some disc golf. I'm like, never played it before. So I played it. And I'm like, this is a hell of a lot easier than just regular golf. I suck at regular golf. <laughs> Top golf is the worst. I, like, I was so close to beating my friend and I ended up losing to him by one point. But, but yeah, throwing a disc is way easier than, than swinging a ball. But I mean, that's just me. But yeah, I love, um, I love disc golf. I love hitting the weight room. Uh, as much as I can it's a good stress reliever especially after studying for so many tests mm -hmm. um what else uh basketball anytime that I, can, I get the chance to get into a basketball court um I'll definitely have the chance to you know throw up some shots play one-on-one -on -one, play whatever 
um that's about it i mean like i i'm pretty much a chill person as of now like all me and my fiance do we just hang around the house we'll go to school we'll come back i may go play disc golf or i'll go work out or go train like i don't really live a like a ah like lifestyle i'm just like i'm very chill and so i, I like it like that so it's really nice nice okay so if you're a, a a fan or if you've watched the bald monkeys podcast before you've watched the stack you know that lately we have been doing the what we term the worst segment of the show which is the lightning round uh since this is my show i i'm gonna change it up a little bit we don't have any fancy graphics or uh theme songs or anything like that yet yet but landon will you would you like to be the first contestant on the wrestlers feud yes i would it would be an honor i don't know what to expect but hit me with it so i'm sure you've heard of family feud before i love family feud they give you a question you got a chance, you got three chances, you get three X's to get as many points as you can for whatever the stupid question is. Oh God. Okay. So, uh, trying to come up with something fun, I was like, oh, I, th I think this will be a, a cool little addition. So for the first ever round of the Wrestlers Feud, we, not me, somebody interviewed 100 people. The top- I'm gonna mess, uh, I'm gonna mess this up. So let bad. me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. The top six answers are on the board, wherever that board is. You need that Steve Harvey mustache. I, right, <laughs> exactly. The question is, name something people think is fake in wrestling i'm tapping the buzzer as if it was uh you got blood. it blood number one answer 41 people good job ne next um relationships and oh. one one strike okay you got two left all right what's fake um that uh the it actually hurts I will I will give you that one and say that that goes under injuries. Injuries. injuries yes. That that okay. was number that was number 5 three people. Continue on sir. Okay. Uh uh the storylines. And uh, oh God, I suck at this. Two strikes. You have one left my friend. One left. You currently uh, have 44 points. Oh man. That that beat my high my high record for basketball points <laughs> in a high school game. Oh man. Uh what's oh shoot. Oh man. Oh. Still still four answers on the board. The the how the wrestlers are in real life, like their personas. If that makes sense. Like you know what I mean? I, I will give you that one for seven points, names. 
Their names nice. are fake. Yes. I will give you that. So what are, what, what are we at? Uh, can I even add 51 points? You still have one X remaining. Continue uh, on. Uh, Three answers uh, still on the board. The 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 weapons they don't hurt the weapons i don't know that's a yeah, I had a feeling three x's i don't know what we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna see if we can have a overall point winner so let's see with this question name something people think is fake in wrestling land and hail you a mass what did i say 51 points 41 51. seven 51 points so number one on the board with blood. Number two, two, the actual wrestling. Oh. Number three, their bodies. I, 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 steroids, I guess that that's what they were thinking. I guess, yeah. Their names, you said injuries. We gave you the last one on the board, tans, fake tans. That is a good point. My tan is natural. I'm, I'm native, I have some Native American blood in me. I'm, I'm a little bit Cherokee, so I don't have to worry about the fake tans. But wrestling is real to me, damn it. Exactly. Well, Landon, thank you for being the first contestant on the Wrestlers Feud. Like I said, I'm going to figure out some sort of prize for whoever gets the most points amassed throughout however long we do this. But thank you for being our first Wrestlers Feud contestant. It was an honor. I sucked at it, but I mean, I got 51 <laughs> points. <so. laughs> hey, you got blood. And when I first looked at this, I was like, how? I mean, and now a given I've watched wrestling for a long time, but like, how do you fake blood? Like, what, what do you think? They just like cut the ketchup packet and like, right. <laughs> no, that, come no. on, get out of here. Get out of yeah. here. Okay. So we're in the fun part of of the interview now we did the wrestlers feud thank you our typical question one we ask everybody and it has to do with oreo cookies okay are you on team single stuff the regular classic oreo cookie or team double stuff Ooh, you gotta, you got me on that one, but double the fun. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double stuff dude. That is the correct answer. And I can also add more because I know we're more of like the feeling type of person. So I'm sure people's done this before. This isn't any science joke or like a science, you know, whatever, not rocket science, but what I usually do is I would remove one side of the cookie. So that way the, the filling is attached to the other side. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the other one, bring it together, quadruple stuff. You're welcome. Cause double and double. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm, I'm wondering in my head if that's bigger, smaller, the same as like, what is it? The, mega stuff i think that's yeah. the biggest one they have i wonder where that would rank yeah i have no idea I but know. i will i will say and this is a random fact about me and this is the first time i've ever said this on a podcast so exclusive whatever, but 
exclusive <laughs> breaking news <laughs> <laughs> breaking news we have an exclusive from landon hale he's going to tell us about double stuffed oreos and what they actually do tell us landon and then they're waiting for like a good 10 seconds i'm yep. here uh, uh but what i did as a kid one time because i liked the like the stuff in the middle i would I'm I'm so weird for saying this. I would cut out like I would like get a knife and I would like cut out the the stuff and I would like stack like multiples on top of each other and that's a game changer if you're that type of weirdo like I was when I was kid, <laughs> it was it was good too much filling but it was great no no not a, not a weirdo at all not a weird now if if you were a thin Oreo person then, then that that gets into weirdo category psychopath yeah, check it to you check it to a mental hospital. Yeah, board, bordering psychopath at that point. I will be a doctor, so I will check your I will check your mental status. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh Christopher, do we have any questions from the chat? And my next question is, are you going to actually say them so that Landon and everybody can hear you? Or am I gonna have to uh I got it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, good. good. The world can hear the voice of Good. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Welcome, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, first of all, Lennon, good answer. You can stay. Saying uh, double stuff. We appreciate that. Yes. I'm um, not a psycho. Had a couple of questions in the chat, but I, I feel like you guys kind of went over them, but I am going to point them out. So, um, ER, uh, your lieutenant, I should say, Lieutenant ah. Chuck, Thank was you. here, uh, and he just wanted to know how excited Lennon was for his first scenic city invitational which you guys kind of touched on but landon is there any more that you want to talk about where it comes to how excited you really are for the first one? with the first one um i will say again and uh talk about ty because that's one of my good buddies tyler um he, he was actually the one that was telling me about the scenic city and i didn't really come into grasp of how big of the tournament this is. And, and again, this is just me getting new to the, to the independent scene, understanding different promotions and what they run and how big they are. And I realized that the scenic city invitational is such a, it's such an honorary, like, like anniversary that everyone comes in and it's not, and it's also, it's not just about the wrestlers as well, but it's the community, the, the wrestling community, people come together and they enjoy a hell of a time with the weekend and you know being in the future showcase and you know being and like because this is my first time ever not only being in the futures but first time seeing the actual scenic scene invitational um i'm actually really excited to see what um what this weekend holds for me so i'm i'm really looking forward to it i'm excited to meet new people um get to you know take pics with val pancakes it's gonna be amazing so so i'm excited to see where uh i'm excited to see what uh what scenic city holds for me this weekend so i'm really excited and then uh we had vic sage in the chat and uh he talked about your biggest competition but i think he kind of touched on that with just the competition of the entire tournament but his favorite question which he always brings up which we do love is whose gear do you covet if anyone um who makes my gear um the gear that there's the person that made my gear. She goes by the name of Gear Gal. Um, uh, the first, so I actually had a first set of gear. It was made by Stacey uh, Toko. I can't pronounce her last name. It's like Toko or Taco. It's like T-O-C-C-O. She made my first set of gear when I first, uh, and also this can go back to, because uh, I know Chuck was wanting to talk about the Georgia Avengers. So that could be a yes. question that he can bring up. 
Um, but whenever I was, before I was the Georgia Avenger, um, I had like a regular pair of just black spandex that she made. And then I wanted to get into like the superhero vibe, like like a real life superhero vibe. And that's the kind of, you know, persona that I try to go off of. But she was the one that made my uh, my first set of gear. And if you haven't seen pictures of it, I'll probably, like depending on how the tournament goes and if I make it to the, like the the scramble or to the finals, I may bring those out just to show you guys what it was. But the gear that I wear now, um, it's a lady by the name of Gear Gal. And I think a few people run that and she may do, uh, they did a great job with my stitching. And so um, um, shout out to Gear Gal for, uh, for making my gear right now, so. And then is there anybody out there in the wrestling world that you go, man, that guy's got some really cool gear. I wish I, I wish I had gear like that. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, there's, there's a guy by the name of, uh, of Jake Tucker and he goes by the mother lover, Jake Tucker. Look him up. He's, he's a good, uh, he's got a good character, good wrestling, uh, good wrestling work. He actually trains down in Florida with uh, Natalia and Tyson Kidd. Um, but I've seen his gear and it, it stands out to me. I don't know what it is, but just seeing, uh, just seeing his gear a little bit. Um, and I guess just like exotic gear in general. I like Trevor Eon's gear. Like it, like it suits his character well. He's got and just cool the stuff. time. Yeah. And then the time that he put into making his character the way that he is, like, I love his gear. So I'd say those two as of right now, like I really don't think about just like gears in general, but it's, but I get if I didn't pick any from the indies, probably those two guys. But yeah, I like I like their styles and like what they're going for. And then uh, I'm gonna ask one from myself. It's a question that sometimes pops up in the chat. This will be our last question from the chat. If you could fight any historical character in history, who would it be? Adolf Hitler, a son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, is that is that who you're talking about? Or are we talking like sure. actual wrestlers? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. nailed Adolf it. Adolf Hitler, yeah, Adolf Hitler for sure. But and Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. That's about it. <laughs> handicap match, nice. Yeah. Handicap <laughs> match. Three, three on one handicap match. <laughs> De death match. Oh. Well, that's it from the chat. So uh, back to you, Captain. Sweet. Uh, so I got one more question, but before we leave, I, I just want you to touch on the Georgia Avenger really quick and and like a quick synopsis of the storyline of what of what happened, what was going on there. Okay, so um, so there's a guy that I ran a feud with at the start of January. His name's Eric Adams. And I wrestled him the January. So out of the 11 months, because we didn't run in December, out of the 11 months that we wrestled at APCW, uh, Roberts Promotion, I wrestled him nine of the 11 times. Yeah. So January, the tag team match. February, that was the singles match. March didn't fight him. April, um, April, so he cheated to beat me, and I had enough of it. I called him out. And I said, I want to, uh, I want to fight you again, you know, one last time. And then he said, I'll, I'll up the ante. If you beat me, I will retire and I will not come back from wrestling. However, if I beat you, you have to retire before your career even started. And I haven't even been a year in. Yep. I was like, all right, deal. So ref got distracted, low blow, one, two, three. And I was, and I was out. So 
the Georgia Avenger was the Dusty Rhodes Midnight Rider gimmick. And, and so I was on under the hood and I came out and I love Teddy Long for this too, because he's like, that's not Landon, that's Spider-Man. <laughs> and so I was under the hood for, I was under the hood for a few months and uh, my cousin, which I told you before the podcast, um, he's serving in the Marines right now. Uh, shout out to Jesse, my cousin. Um, but pretty much he, like we did like a swaparoo, like switcheroo. So like anytime that he would throw me out of the ring, my cousin and I, we would, you know, uh, switch to like, he's a little bit taller than me. So it went from, it was funny too, because it went from like high flying. So he's like this big stocky dude that comes in like, ah, oh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so in August, so in August of 2019, he ended up, um, so in August, it was supposed to be career versus mask match. And if he won, then I'd, then the Georgia Avenger would have to mask, unmask himself. So my cousin was in the ring. He took the pin. He unmasked himself, and he was the Georgia Avenger. I came out from under the ring. I unmasked myself, and, and then Eric's like, oh, like, you're really the Georgia Avenger. I'm like, no, you pinned the Georgia Avenger. That was really, that wasn't me. And he's like, you know what? Fine. So we ended up, uh, and then I ended up getting reinstated for that one match. And then if I was to win the next month, then I would get reinstated and Eric would have to kiss Teddy Long's foot, which I do have a clip of and I'll send it to you and I'll show it to you whenever we're at Scenic City. Oh, um, yes. But uh, yeah, so I ended up winning and he kissed his foot and I debuted my finally some colorful gear. So, so that's the story behind that. That's so funny. Now, would you ever, I don't know how to pose a quick, would you ever only want to wrestle under a mask? And is it, how difficult or not difficult is it? I, I don't mind it. I mean, I will say I I like the idea of wearing a mask. Obviously, one of my heroes wears a mask. Just the thing with the Georgia Avenger mask is that it's it's covered, so it's glossed. So like you really can't see much. It's kind of like it's kind of mm. like uh, it's kind of like tinted like shades. Like you get in and you're like oh like like at least my mask was like if I didn't have the uh, if I had the holes in them, I mean, I don't think it would be a problem. Like, I had no problem wrestling it at all. I mean, you burn up a little bit, but that's normal from anything. But just the the eye covers itself, it was kind of like, uh, like that, that mask in general, I'd say probably not if it was like a short match, probably. But if it was a, a like a normal mask with without the eye covers, I, I, I could see it as a problem. Nice. Yeah, and then um, and then after that match, which I'm sort of like leading on after the Georgia Avenger, so that next month I didn't have the match with Eric, so, but he ended up winning the heavyweight title after I made my return. He had the automatic rematch clause with one of my buddies that was trying to win it back. He didn't. And then November, that was when I won the heavyweight championship off of him. And so I ended the year being a heavyweight champion, which is funny enough because in February of 2020, I lost the, the belt to Randy Wayne. And then he had to vacate it because we haven't defended it in a while. And then I beat him for his title. And now the, we're, we're doing a, like, we'll possibly do a rematch down the road, but yeah, so there's, that's funny history right there too. So. I get, yeah, a rematch against Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. For, for, for down the line. Cause he still has a rematch clause, but yeah. Awesome. Well, Landon, thank you for being the first guest on the Captain's Quarters. I appreciate it. 
everybody from the Ball Monkeys wishes you good luck this weekend at Futures. And when you win yes, into like the that. scramble on later Saturday night, uh, tell everybody, I know Chris has, has had it in the chat, tell everybody where they can find you social media wise and everything so that they can go follow you right after this. Okay, um, so my Twitter is at Haleya3. It's my last name, Haleya3. I like puns, of course. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's Landon Hale3. Um, I think, yeah. I also, oh yeah, I have a YouTube link. Um, it's Landon Hale. You should be. It should be easy to follow. I think there's another Landon Hale, but you'll be able to see which one mine is. Um, I have a lot of. I have a lot of matches. Um, like. I have a lot of matches from this year, from WrestleForce, from APCW, um, from PWU, my recent match with Randy Wayne, where I won the heavyweight championship. It's on there. And then I also have a highlight clip. So those three places, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, that's where I usually get on the most. But yeah, I have a fan page on um, on Facebook as well. So go give that, a, give that a like. And yeah, so those are the four places you can find me. Nice. Christopher, do you have anything else uh, uh sorry Vo voice in the sky do you have anything else before we uh leave for the night and and before i ask my last question no just remember we're going to be live coming from the scenic city in chattanooga for the next four days so keep an eye out on the, the bald monkeys streaming live from a bunch of different events going on this weekend uh again thanks uh, thanks for joining us for the first half of the quarter yes thank and, you for having me and since the since the last question on the monkeys on on our monkey talk interviews was the oreo cookie question i had to i had to come up with a signature question for the captain's quarters and since everything's kind of pirate-y themed i don't know why it might be the beard i'm not sure i don't have a peg leg i don't have a hook on my arm who knows? The final question is, if you had a choice to be on a pirate ship, which captain's ship would you choose? Would it be Captain Jack Sparrow, Captain Hook, or a lesser known captain, but I love this guy from a great movie, One-Eyed Willie? from the Goonies. For some reason, I was gonna say Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, uh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Oops, all berries, Captain Crunch, brother. Um, <laughs> definitely Captain Jack Sparrow, I had to say. Uh, I'm, I've heard of One-Eyed Willie, scarcely, but yeah, I'd have to say Captain Jack Sparrow for sure. Um, I, I don't have a preference for the answer to this question. Uh, unlike the Oreo question, but I, I, I love Captain Jack Sparrow. Christopher, I, I know, too. loves Captain Jack Sparrow. So once again, Landon, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Everybody out there, go follow Landon. Go get your IWTV because Friday and Saturday, all three events will be live on IWTV. I think it's 8 o'clock Eastern for SEI Night 1. 2 p.m. Eastern for futures, and then back again at 8 p.m. Eastern. I think it might be 7:30. I could be I think completely it's wrong. Yeah, 7:30 both nights. Night two, 7:30 on Saturday. 
see who's going to win. Again, Landon, good luck, my friend. I am looking forward to meeting you and everybody else in person. And uh, everybody, have a lovely rest of uh, your your Wednesday evening. You got 20 minutes left on the <laughs> Thank East you Coast. Guys. Thanks, Landon.